Instructions for the church. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We're continuing in our study in 1 Timothy today. Today we're moving into chapter 5, and we're going to be looking closely at verses 1 through 8. But as we prepare to study, uh, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Lord, I thank you for this moment to pause and get quiet before you. Uh, I thank you for the way that your word speaks. Uh, It's alive and active as the scriptures teach. And so, Lord God, awaken us, mind, body, soul, and spirit, to what you want to say today as we study your word together. We give you thanks for this moment and your spirit who is present with us at all times to teach, lead, guide, instruct, challenge, correct, uh, and nurture us. We're so grateful for the gift of your spirit all around us and within us. And help us, Lord, to apply these things to the benefit of our growth and grace uh, as we um, study and learn today. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. First uh, Timothy 5, verses 1 through 8. Paul writes, Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters, in all purity. Honor widows who are truly widows, but if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. She who is truly a widow, left all alone, has set her hope on God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. But she who is self-indulgent is dead even while she lives. Command these things as well, so that they may be without reproach. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Now, Paul begins in verse 1 by telling Timothy not to rebuke the older men, but to encourage them, uh, as you would a father. And um, so he's saying, be mindful of the uh, authority and wisdom older men have over a younger person. Uh, Not that they have greater authority than you as a teacher of the gospel, Uh, but he's, he's telling Timothy to be careful, to encourage instead of rebuke. Um, Now a rebuke is uh, very bold uh, it's it's very in your face, <laughs> and it typically leads to um, division between the person uh, issuing the rebuke and the one being rebuked. It distances relationship, whereas encouragement can be both uh, positive encouragement, addressing negative things, or it can simply be positive encouragement toward certain outcomes that are not yet present in that person's life. And so sometimes we encourage people with positive things as a way of addressing negative things we know exist in their life. And so if we know someone is struggling with um, an addiction to something, um, we want to encourage them 
toward the positive steps of getting counseling, getting therapy, uh, meeting with someone who can help them understand the temptation toward that addiction, the way that addiction works, and also get them meeting with a group of other Christians who understand addiction for accountability and um, uh, to give them a, a community uh, that can support them. So that's just one example of addressing a negative thing in a person's life with positive encouragement. And so that's what Paul is encouraging Timothy to do. He says, encourage uh, younger men as brothers. Uh, in other words, there's this familial thing. He's saying, hey, we're in the body of Christ. We're close family. Uh, it's not the, uh, pastor and people. Uh, we're family. Uh, these older men are, are, treat them like your father, and these younger men treat them as your brothers, and the older women treat them as your mothers, and the younger women as sisters. And um, do so in all purity. Um, check your own agenda at the door. Make sure that your motives are pure, that your intentions are pure, and that the reason for addressing issues with people starts with a pure motive, a godly motive, a gospel motive. Um, so very important. And then in verse 3, it says, Honor widows who are truly widows. Now, evidently addressing an issue within the body of Christ in the first century, where there were some who were feigning to be of need and um, going to the church seeking uh, help and not necessarily needing it or not necessarily representing an authentic need. Um, Paul says, if the widow has children or grandchildren, let them step up in providing for her needs. Let them um, make some return to their parents, is how he puts it, for this is pleasing to God. In other words, when someone is struggling, if they have family, let the family address the issue first. Um, and if she is truly a widow and she's left all alone and she's got her hope set on the Lord and continuously in supplication and prayer, um, you, you'll know the heart of that person. And if she has no family and children who can or are willing to step up, uh, that's when the church takes action. Um, but uh, what he's saying here, I think it's important. Uh, sometimes we're quick to address needs when we may be better off helping family members understand the need that we're seeing and give them time to respond to it before we rush to that person's aid. It's not uh, a lack of desire to fulfill the need. It's the proper desire to call the family to a place of responsibility in meeting the need before the church steps in. Paul mentions that some do pretend to be widows, and they're ultimately just self-indulgent people. Uh, they're trying to get, uh, they're trying to swindle people. They're trying to get some freebies, and they're not expressing a serious need, nor are they in serious need. Uh, but they're self-indulgent. They're trying to get their needs taken care of and not concerned about having to uh, work or uh, provide for themselves. And there's a great dignity in working and providing for oneself. And when a need is real, and when we're at the point where we're on our knees and we don't see a way forward and we finally reach out to some Christian friends of the church to address that need, we have probably already exhausted every option we could think of. <laughs> and so there's a 
point of brokenness and humility that a person arrives at where they say, I got nothing left and I've got no hope unless my family and faith steps up to help me and I'm I'm asking you to please step up. <laughs> and uh, there are times when people hit the wall and they have no choice. And that's when we need to be there, uh, when the need is so great uh, and there are no other options. But he says the self-indulgent person is dead already uh, even while they live uh, because their heart is ugly and their heart has an attitude that is uh, in opposition to God. That's self-indulgence is an attitude that runs against the grain of the gospel. Uh, and so it's not congruent with a life in Christ. That person's already dead, Paul says, even while they live. Um, in verse 7, Paul says, Command these things as well so that they may be without reproach. In other words, care about the character of the people you're leading. Care about their integrity. And uh, teach them these things so that they can live lives uh, with, that are above reproach. And that's the, the call, really, of every Christian, that we would live in such a way that we're above reproach, that no one around us can find something about us that could uh, trip us up in the view of others uh, or uh, find fault in our character and integrity. Now, we're not perfect, but uh, there's a way to be imperfect and make mistakes uh, without losing your integrity and character. Uh, honest mistakes are honest mistakes. Uh, but integrity and character say something about the core of a person. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. If you proclaim to be a lover of Jesus and there is a need in your family that you can meet, you ought to be meeting that need. And you ought to be running to that person's aid and addressing that problem. Uh, that's your calling in God is to take responsibility for your family, for your household for those around you in need. Um, and to not do so is to be lumped in with the unbelievers, actually being called worse than an unbeliever, according to what Paul says here. Well, these are challenging uh, teachings, and Paul is never short <laughs> on challenges for us, but I'm grateful for these things and for this uh, good and solid teaching. And um, hope that you'll continue to consider these words in your hearts today. God bless.